3: just a reminder you can catch us recording this podcast live on amp amp is a new live radio app that lets you call in and chat with us in person while we're recording get the app on apple's app store and make sure you follow us at at jenkins and jones to get notified when we go live Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, July fifth. We got a bunch of fun stuff to talk about today. But first of all, meow, ding. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. As always, Jenkins and Jones, hosted by Dragonfly Jones, aka Tyler.
1: Hey, everybody, other good.
3: With Jethro Jenkins, aka John. What was that Bubba's? Uh we're being for uh, our uh our no nope, no nope. motherfucking Mike, motherfucking mother. don't you dare don't you
4: dare. You know, right. Did all you do that right. on purpose? You did it on here.
3: purpose? You gotta stop, dog. <laughs> no, no, it was an
5: accident. It was an okay, accident. Okay, okay. Mother, uh, motherfucking Mike. Mike. Motherfucking Mike. Thank you, Tyler.
4: You
3: held it down. Yeah, yeah. J- he, he got us once, he will never get us again. I right, you damn serious <laughs> about that shit, nigga. You standing on all ten with that one. I love to see. You. Uh, Jackson's out enjoying hot producer summer uh, So uh, we've got Adam Gracia and, uh, and and our guy Josh Rodriguez Producing today And Josh, could you please explain What happened with the intro song on the last episode I didn't even know we had that many listeners We had so many people hit us so, up about that shit
6: <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers was mad They said,
3: what's this bleep Bloop, bloop, bloop said, So you
6: see what had happened, <laughs> what had happened. Um, So Jackson just basically Hit me up asking if I could cover for the week I said, of course Uh, That involves the video because we have some assets for the volume. It also includes audio, which I thought I would be handling. I didn't know that Adam handled the audio, so I had everybody send me the audio. I had no music sent to me for the intro, so we have this Google folder up the volume with every show that we have. And your folder just so happened to have that piece of music, uh, along with other music as well. So I was like, "Oh, that sounds that sounds about right." And so I added that to the intro. That's it, like that. That's
1: it. I got But it, it. I just sounded took a stab. about wrong. wrong. It um.
6: sounded about
4: wrong, though, Josh. I know that now. That was some big trouble in Little China bullshit
5: going on. Right. Right? <laughs> what the fuck was that, Ooh, man?
4: Who I the fuck he was made it? To Get I a know.
5: beat off. I thought Josh trying to get a beat off. made it? I don't know who made it. I thought it sounded it was a little bit of a drop there. No. No, no, man. No, we chill. Your, te- with your, you
3: your effort your <laughs> effort and talents are appreciated. But j- for the Jenkins and Jones listeners, I'm assuming we did not have the <laughs> we I'm assuming this episode has a regular intro on we it We had so to
5: promise <laughs> to never play that intro again. They made us <laughs>
3: <laughs> they make they you promise? Us, <laughs> oh man! Damn, my bad, it's everybody. All good, you
4: can, man. It was it was fun. My
3: way, Somebody was right. so if y'all want to give Josh shit about it, his Twitter handle is at JacksonSaffon. <laughs> so go ahead, and hit him up and let him know you didn't. Like Jackson me. out here with his shirt <laughs> off on
5: IG, bro. He forgot we existed, <laughs> dog. You forgot? He he said, "Fuck this is the, why kids. You don't leave the
6: kids." With the uncle, this is why you don't leave the right. kids
3: at the front <laughs> <right. laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh said, how, are you, how am I supposed to remember one of them's lactose intolerant? They wanted ice cream. <laughs> Give me all the candy. Yeah, right. that's what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, let's jump into it. Uh, we got a little bit of, uh, of, of actual sports stuff to talk about, and that is mostly a, a Silly Billy episode. But um, things are progressing with the, the Damian Lillard, and actually maybe it's progressed by the time you listen to this. But uh, with Dame having requested a trade, um, I'm curious for your guys' opinion about this because um, you know, he want he's made it very clear he wants to go to Miami. What Miami is offering is not what other teams are gonna be able to offer. And my question is: if you guys are a fan of the Trailblazers, which effectively for the last several years obviously has meant you're a fan of Dame. What do you want here? Do you want them to send him to a place that he doesn't want to go to in order to get the best value for your team that's still in your town that you're going to root for? Or are you like ride or die with Dame? That's been our guy for the last time. I want to see a nice story for him, even if it means we're not going to get back you know, what we could. What, what would you prefer if you're a Blazers fan? I mean,
4: I, and I'm, I might be in the minority here, but if I'm a Blazers fan, I want the Blazers to do right by Dame and send him where he wants to go. Right. Like for all that he's given me as a Blazers fan, all he's given the city, all he's given that organization, I think it will be the right thing to do. And the whole thing is, it's not like the Blazers are a piece or two away from being a championship contender. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, the future is bright. They've got, you know, Scoop coming in. They got shade on. They got Anthony, right? The future is bright, but they are not a team. That's like one or two pieces away from, from actually being really in the mix. So, so I, I really think it's a no brainer. You do the guy, right. You know, f- you know, for the way he stood by you, but also the thing is this Portland really doesn't have to do right by Dame, unfortunately, right? Because Portland is not this hotbed that, that that'll scare off free agents if they do Dame wrong. I can't name one huge free agent signing that the trailblazers have ever had in my life who like, a washed up mellow is that like the biggest name they ever landed you know what i'm saying and that what he was off like waivers and shit so portland doesn't have to do right by by him but you know i think they should but you know business is business so i, I don't know how this is going to shake out
5: i don't know they don't have to do them right but i don't as a as a place that i don't think is a a hotbed already i wouldn't want to make it even less desirable like you know you can like living in Portland would be kind of difficult for some of these, you know, rich rich players that want to live in bigger cities that have more more things going on, right? But like living in Portland and then having to deal with people that don't give a fuck about you cuz they'd even give a fuck about Dame, that makes it impossible. And you are probably like a like with the, with the with the people that you have, you know, that you that you got coming in, you know what I mean? Like you you're going to need a you know, a, a vet to sign with y'all. You're going to need a, a, a solid, solid vet to, to even have a chance of really winning. You know what I mean? So, I think sending Dame to to anywhere other than where he wants to go just ruins that opportunity. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I, they don't have to, but I think it's in their best interest long term, too. Um, but also, like, the other option for him to go to is, what, the Nets? And if I'm the, if I, as a fan, like, which is a question, I, I wouldn't want to see Dame go to the Nets and then and, and still lose you know as a fan of, of Dame you're not like we're not fans of teams as much we're fans of players and I know you're if you're you know Portland and you love the Trailblazers because you're from Portland you're still probably more of a fan of Dame you know while you you turn the games on to watch Dame if they didn't have Dame you probably are not watch as many Portland games you, know, you feel me so right. I would want to see him go somewhere and get and, and have a chance of winning and Miami's that opportunity for him so I would want them to. I mean, I, I. but like Tyler was saying, business is business, but I think it's even, it's bad for business for them to move that way because the only chance y'all have of winning is by signing a really good vet player. That's what y'all need. Um, And th- that ruins any opportunity you have with somebody signing in free agency.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you both, but I guess I would take a slightly different tack. I, I don't, I think Tyler's right. Like they're not going to sign anyone anyway. So I don't think they really hurt their chances of doing that. Um, <clears throat> and dame's not with rich paul you you don't have someone looking at you going i'm gonna fuck up every other free agent signing (laughs) you want to make out of spite um but i but i think as a fan you know lakers fans we went through something not the same as this but like when you know kobe's last contract got handed out that was obviously of uh a like thanks for your service contract for kobe right that was a Uh, We want to make sure you retire as a Laker, even if you're injury prone and you're older. And I, as a Lakers fan at the time, I knew that that was a contract that was going to keep us from being competitive. But I also would have been sick, like physically sick to my stomach to see Kobe retire as a Hornet. Or something. (laughs) So, you know, like Hmm. I literally at that time, I remember consciously thinking and I know a lot of Lakers fans who felt this way, like whatever it takes to keep this to do right by this guy who's meant so much to, you know, us as fans or whatever. That's what I want to happen. And I I, I would imagine a lot of Blazers fans feel that way about Dame. And John's exactly right. You want to see your guy go get a ring somewhere else. You want to see him contend for a ring. You don't want to watch him like you don't want his whole career to just be frustration and you know what i mean so i i would in their shoes i would for sure want to see him go to heat and i would be rooting hard as hell for him and i would count it as a half a ring for the trailblazers if he wins in miami like because he's always going to be a blazer and that's a, that that's you know like you said if you, if, a, if a guy's with a team for 10 years realistically that's a huge percentage of the time you will spend in your life rooting for a team and if you have the kind of relationship with him that clearly Blazers fans have, clearly he was not a dude who was trying to muscle his way out of there. Mm-mm. I think everyone feels, everyone there feels he waited as long as he could um and was more than reasonable in what he was kind of hoping to see the team put around him, you know? So, yeah, I I I land in the same spot with you guys. I just I haven't seen any. Not I. I don't follow a ton of Trailblazers fans, but the ones I do, I haven't seen anyone bad mouthing Dame or whatever. I imagine everyone wants him to go and have a, a a happy last act of his career.
5: I've seen the people that I've seen people like be nervous about Dame leaving. Like we're nervous about him actually making the request. And right, you want to Like one of my coworkers was like, "Yo, I'm. My, I'm I feel physically ill. <laughs> like my stomach hurts." I feel physical pain like after knowing that after the request. Because I mean he's such a big part. Like how many <laughs> I don't know if it's possible. and if it was? you see more Dame jerseys in there and that, you know, than, than actual Trailblazers jerseys. Like, you know, right. like they like they're, there's it's, it's it's like he he is I mean for for most fans in the, in there, he is the team. You know what I'm saying? So I could see how that hurt, you know. Uh but um yeah, man. I mean it's it's just time, it's time. You know, sometimes yeah. you love something. You gotta love something enough to let it go, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> there's just I'm certain there's a few songs out there you can lean <laughs> on that say that lead to that same sentiment. You know what I'm saying? So if it comes back to you, it's yours. If it doesn't, it never <laughs> was. Yeah, you feel D- D- me? D- D- Dame will give Dame will give Portland that
4: one day contract when he retires. So he'll he'll technically come back. Right, sure, right, right, so. right. right. <laughs>
3: Um. All right, let's talk about, uh, as mentioned on the last show, we are going to be out uh, for Summer League uh, next week, but the NBA trying something out as they're attempting to put some sort of legislative change in around flopping. There will be in the Summer League an in-game flopping penalty. If it's assessed by game officials, opposing team gets one free throw and possession of the ball. Um player who commits a flop will be assessed a uh, – Technical foul, non-unsportsmanlike, so it does not count as a personal foul or lead to ejection, but it is a technical foul. Um, officials will not be required to stop live play to call a flopping violation. They can wait until the next neutral opportunity to stop play. That leads me to believe that at some point as they're doing this, there will be a replay uh, component You know, off-site. Someone's calling in and going, hey man, we just saw the other you know camera angle, nowhere close to him. Um, Do you think this will be effective, and, and are you happy to see them trying to do something to address this, Tyler? yeah I, I
4: love that they are trying to address it because it is a fucking epidemic in the NBA um, and the thing is this isn't going to take away the charge necessarily because the thing is w- there are players who are known floppers right and they're playing right. the numbers game they're like okay I, this is a 50-50 whistle I'm going to get I'm either going to you know either get you know a, a personal foul or I'm going to get the um, you know an offensive foul right though there are guys who are career floppers who are fucking rolling the dice on on when they try to take a charge right so uh, it's it's, it's going to I think that it's not going to take the charge away it's going to make players smarter they're going when when they try to set up for a charge, it's gonna have to actually be a charge. So I'm not right. mad at it. You know, I like it here. Um, you know, I I, I like that they're testing it on the summer league. But like I said, they need to do something, you know, for the regular season, postseason, all that shit. So we'll see.
5: I mean, I understand this epidemic and I think it's an issue for sure, but
3: being with replay has not been very decisive like that and, re- and I, I would i would add just briefly it's not currently with replay i'm just imagining that yeah. that's why they made it so that it can be called retro i Act. mean but that's what we can imagine right it's not a it's
5: yeah. not a reach to think that right. they would have replay you know what i mean um and I, it's just it hasn't been the most decisive and consistent and you know it doesn't I, it, it also slows the game down longer than necessary i i, I want to see how it works out I'm, I'm glad they're doing something to try to work on it but I don't know if it's gonna. I don't know if I'd want to see something that slows the game down anymore. Pause it. We're seeing like two minute breaks with like two minutes left in big games. Like nigga, my nuts are already in my fucking stomach, bro. I don't need you to stress me out anymore. And then make the wrong call to to most people watching. And then at the end of it, it's just really frustrating. It's been, it's been. It was a frustrating experience in the playoffs for sure. So we'll I, see. I'm,
3: so I have a thought on flopping, and then a thought on what you're just talking about with replay. I I think they have to do this, and I think. You know, I think you guys are right. Like, they're not trying to um, legislate against guys selling contact. They're, not, they're trying to find a way is okay. to Like
5: when you're this blatant, right? They're and trying to nasty punish
3: work. Yeah, the video clips where you see someone with the ball move the ball from the right side of their body to the left side of their body, and a and the defender flings their head back like they got elbowed to the, the third row. You right. know what I mean? And then oh, you no. see the other camera angle. And you see that it was like a, you know, like a stunt man, like pretending to get punched or like, that's what they're trying to legislate against. And man, like... You know, y'all know I'm hanging out with baseball dads and stuff now because of Vinny. When people start talking about that shit, I have no response for them. It's just like, yeah, it sucks. Like, I (laughs) I totally agree with you. It's a shitty component of, of like, literally the greatest athletes in the world. (laughs) It's just looking for every marginal edge they can get. So hopefully this turns the tide. I think to John's point on replay, you know, there's always this delicate balance. And if you know officials, they talk about it. I don't hear it talked about in the media that much between getting it right and under um taking away from the authority of officials in the game. And so, you know, I think it's necessary for officials to have control of the game and the mm-hmm. respect of players on the court like in any sport, right? At any level, obviously that's necessary. But there's no question that the better thing for fans to do would be for all replays to be handled exclusively by a replay center in New York where there mm-hmm. are full-time people geared in who have access to the stuff that can make those calls immediately. And I think that w- what they send it into what, the refs and there's not a stoppage of play, you know right. what I mean? All and What, all, what me? all officials worry about. And I think the reason why officials unions and all of the sports have tried to keep as much of that stuff on the site as possible is you worry about that authority being under, uh, being eroded by, oh, hey, I thought it was this, but New York says it's this. And then five minutes later, I thought it was this, but New York says it's this, right? Like, you you don't want to change that dynamic. But I do think, speaking as a fan, yes, move the shit to a replay center. Move everything to a replay center. You know what I mean? Like, right. And let's, let's fucking get on with it and get it over faster with. Because I, I agree with you. You know, that to me has replaced, if you're a basketball fan, you're just sort of used to late game timeouts and fouling. But the, the 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 replays have replaced that as the annoying thing to me, the most annoying thing, where you're just like, we don't need to go over this shit in the second quarter. <laughs> Dude, the, the <laughs> like, thing is, also,
5: also like, when it's, like, eight minutes left in the game, like, fourth quarters, fourth quarter minutes are, like, three times as long as a normal minute. You know what I mean? With all the strategies going on, the fouling, whatever, like, you know, the, like, the fourth quarter seems like it, it, it lasts, like, a, a whole half. You feel me? Yeah. And those last few minutes are... Are, are are you know a lot of strategy, and when you're just adding that to it as well, I don't know. Uh, like the replays have been kind of frustrating in those moments, and also like adding this to it, I don't know. I, we'll we'll see. We'll see. I'm glad, like you said, I'm glad they're doing something to change it. I just want to see how this works out in real time. <clears throat>
3: it's all about speed of the game. I mean like, be, keep, like the flow, if, if, keep the if, flow man keep the flow keep Major League baseball is coming off of rules that have existed since baseball was founded right and putting clocks in and stuff for the first time you understand how important that is for you know for modern fans cuz it it's like a running joke right like i tell my wife like okay i'll be ready in 10 minutes like is that nba 10 minutes you know what i mean like she says this nba like like, right (laughs) basketball 10 minutes all right we'll be and that's not what you want you know that's never what you want your name right right. you know that's never what you want the name of your league to be associated with is like bullshit bullshit bullshitty taking too long
0: (laughs) (laughs) attention all wrestling aficionados wrestling with freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season
3: all right um let's talk about uh the story that has gripped the nation this week uh tyler and i have both waited on this on twitter.com john maybe john spilled some tea about it on spill i don't know um uh, maybe I have know. i seen it at all I'm like go at the, what's the story let's talk about the lady who got off that plane tyler uh, <laughs> john did you see this video i saw it
5: yeah okay i'll, I'll just i'll
3: first, i'll, so I'll describe ahead. it for anyone who didn't see it there's a video of uh, a white lady getting up and kind of marching off a plane stopping like planes still on the ground she gets about halfway there and turns around and starts t- saying everyone should be getting off this plane because that motherfucker back there is not a real person
4: <laughs> the whole Tyler's- damn plane turned around and looked yeah
3: and as Tyler pointed out, we don't have the second part of the video. So we don't really have all the evidence we need to discuss this. Um but Tyler, you're sitting in uh, in seat 17C and this happens. What 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 are you doing? Bro, we we got to hear her out.
4: We got to see this this <laughs> this allegedly ac- accused unreal motherfucker. You got to come to the front of the plane and clear your name and tell us you're a real human, dog. <laughs> because look, it's, it's it's like I it's like I told you in the conversation we had. Any, I will hear out any and everyone on an airplane who has concerns for our safety. Like, if I saw this lady just, you know, talking this shit at a gas station at the 7-Eleven, I'd be like, okay, you crazy ass, can you get the fuck out of the way so I can, like, you know, get some hot fries and some Skittles and some shit. <laughs> get this but if zero you're on an bar, air, fuck you, man. Right. Right. Exactly. But if you're on an airplane saying there's an unreal person who's plotting to kill us all, we need to discuss this. We need to
5: bring this to the <laughs> forefront, bro. Also, like, it's already magic going on. We're about to fly, my nigga. Ain't no telling what else is going on right this motherfucker. I need you to come prove it to me. And one thing I noticed, too, she had a Goyard bag. And it's not about expensive. I'm like, you know, you know, the the, the normal carrier's going to get them an LV or some shit. This motherfucker got some taste. I don't know, man. She, she might have some discretion. But I want to tell y'all what happened. There's a dude on there named on Twitter, the Jack Freeman Jr., wanna give him full credit. He said the exact situation. I was, like, I was like, I don't know, she got a go yard bag. This ain't a normal, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I wanna, yeah. hey, you feel me? He said, apparently she got shit faced at the terminal bar, got on the plane, misplaced her own AirPods on the plane, accused a black guy next to her of stealing them, got into it with the flight attendant, attendant made them turn the plane around and go back to the gate, told the passengers they were gonna die, claimed the flight attendant wasn't real. Forced every passenger to the plane with all of their belongings and had them waiting for four hours for another flight attendant crew because that other woman, she was literally just a Karen with a nice bag. She's a Karen <laughs> with a Goyard. and I said, "God damn, she, she was a demon that she thought she saw." <laughs> she went to the bathroom, looked in the mirror, and said, "That motherfucker ain't real." <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you damn. are not real god damn right, yeah, that is horrific and only a white woman has the power to do all that there's no way only a karen with the go yard bag i don't even think an lv you know louis vuitton karen could have got all that shit off do bad her from planes nigga that would. but yes when you said that shit at first i was like oh no and, and she was very convincing she was that motherfucker. She was so convincing,
4: real. she got everyone bro, on the
3: plane bro, to turn around. But one, one the question. person filming turned the camera like it was a Hitchcock movie. <laughs> now, that, hey, that,
4: that is an all time white do, woman. Do, perform- do. That is an all time white woman performance right there, bro. She got drunk. She accused the black man of doing something he didn't right. do. She Jack. inconvenienced uh, dozens of people like that. She checked all the Jack. white woman boxes on that one. Nigga,
3: <laughs> golly. She played bro. the
4: hits. Right. She, 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 she,
3: she, she played the if you go on Apple Music she played the white woman essentials right <laughs> she did the top five singles back to back to back to Damn.
5: back She's,
3: well, she One got drunk she got drunk and cried she accused the black
4: man of doing something <laughs> <laughs> and she inconvenienced dozens of people all time white woman performance right there bro and Oscar she was complaining about service
3: if she was talking if she was talking about the flight attendant she was complaining to a manager as well she right. was saying <laughs> She one one motherfucker on the plane though, I think that
5: was flying to Florida. He's a coach motherfucker. He said bye. (laughs) He didn't give a fuck about what she said. He was like, get off the plane, let's get back home, man.
3: (laughs) I'll be honest with you, even knowing all that, I might still have got off the plane. I I, it does not take me very much to feel like the 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 omens weren't right for me to participate in the magic of flying in a metal tube. You know what I mean?
5: Oh, for sure, for sure.
3: Like, I, it's never happened. We, we don't fly that much, so maybe it will one day. But, like, if I had a dream the night before about turbulence, I don't think I'd be on an airplane. It's just like, have. and I'm not, I'm not a superstitious person about almost anything. But with apologies to, like, all the science teachers I've ever had in my life, I do think fundamentally that flying on a plane is magic. And it does not take very much for me to be like, hmm, the universe doesn't the want me on the plane.
5: Engineer. That we just that just came on here and explained it too, and it still feels like magic, dog. <laughs> it's crazy.
3: Jeez, <laughs> can't help who I am, and neither could the <laughs> woman who got drunken. <laughs>
5: hey, I like for so. Sure. she was uh,
3: there's, I, there's, I, uh, did it say AA?
5: What was AA? Was it African American? What were you thinking? Because that's what American I t- American Airlines. I oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, because yeah. I was thinking like I thought it meant it was the you know, the, 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 the politically correct ran saying, niggas, what y'all doing if she said this? But <laughs> most, most niggas I know is like, hey, babe, we go. Well, y'all got another flight round this motherfucker? <laughs> Shit.
3: She, she said a shapeshifter back here, man. We got to go, niggas.
5: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I don't know why Mystique from X-Men is on this plane, but I'm not <laughs> staying on it with not, her. Right, right. <laughs> Thanks, man. Hey, none of my business was going on. It's time to go. I did see someone suggest that it was uh, it was uh, viral marketing for the scrolls for the Marvel Secret Invasion show. You know what I mean? That it was Ooh. like because if you've seen that, they've done that. where like they have people in big cities that are in the scroll makeup so that like. On some news broadcast where they're doing a stand up on the street, like someone just as a scroll walked by in the background. Like that's wow. what they're doing for their that's like, pretty brilliant. thing or whatever. That's brilliant. Yeah. That's cool. All right, let's get to our dookie butts of the week. Uh mine is very obvious. The dookie butts of the week are Rick Ross's knees. <laughs> <laughs> dookie butts you said butts. the dookie them? butts because there's, there's two of them did y'all see the video of rick ross on that diving board and he tried to do the movie style like a couple big bounces and on the second bounce coming down that knee just said i'm filing oh, for social it. security big dog <laughs> he said, like <laughs> he had one in us <laughs> you pushed us too far at <laughs> the
4: I don't awesome. know what the fuck he was thinking. I feel, I feel like that that double bounce shit, you have to be double an Olympic-level athlete yes. to pull off some shit like that. And he is Rick Ross. Like, what, <laughs> what was on your That motherfucker has, hasn't done leg day in, <laughs> in goddamn 25 years, and he tried pulling <laughs>
5: that shit off, bro. Like, all oh, fucking 300,000. Hell nah, boy. And I think, yeah, the double bounce, I think, is particularly because, like, the, do- the second bounce feels like being double bounce on the trampoline. You know what I mean? It's like that boom. You have to prepare yourself for that, bro. You know what I mean? He didn't even know it was coming. It's like stepping off the end of a step and thinking that there's no step there. You know what I mean? Like, oh, shit. And his he's told us what time it was, nigga. You fucking kidding me? And he did it in front of all, all of everybody, nigga. What <laughs> the fuck? All the homies out there and shit, the baddies, and you just go blue. bloop. You, you already shaped like a lollipop, nigga.
4: Listen, listen. Y'all ever come seen that, on, clip that, that clip of him getting on the camel? On the cam was like, hell no, nah, I can't do this. <laughs> if, if if a fucking beast of burden cannot handle your weight, beast bro. Beast of burden? What, what makes you think your legs can? Like, come on, man. That motherfucker has four legs. He is an animal. Animals have animal strength. And that motherfucker tapped out. Like, Exists hell no. Nah. Exists
5: in the desert, bro. And he said,
3: no. Nah. I've been through a lot. <laughs> I got to tap out right here. Here, <laughs> come on, man. I have a friend oh. who is a competitive diver, with uh, NCAA level diver. Who whose comment on it, which is true, is luck he, He's actually lucky his knee gave out because everyone does that double bounce shit because they've seen it in the Olympics, right? Yeah, yeah. But, John, you're exactly right. It's a trampoline effect. And when you successfully do it, guess what? You're a civilian with no training who's 20 feet above the pool looking down going, oh, I don't know what to do now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The pool might have quit the same way the camel did.
5: (laughs) Hey, the first bounce, though, looked like he knew what he was doing, though. So I was kind of shocked by the second bounce because the first was like, oh, shit, this mo- He looked like he had it under control, you know what I
3: mean? come on man. man uh all right anyone else have dookie butt nominees for the week
4: I didn't have my Dookie butt radar up this week. I'll be back next All right. week though.
3: Okay. All right. All right. John, any Dookie's butts? Okay. No man. No. You can have you can have Rick Ross's right knee. I'll take. Okay. The right there we knee. go. I was, was wondering. I was going to ask
5: you this: Can we share the knee? Can, can you have one <laughs> yeah. and I have the other?
3: You already. You know. You, you knew what
5: time it was. Thank you.
3: Let, let's talk about uh, a, a special American tradition every Fourth of July. Uh, Joey Chestnut, one of the greatest athletes of our time, won his, I believe, six seventeenth. But he's won sixteen of the last seventeen Nathan's hot dog eating contests. He ate sixty five hot dogs in a minute.
5: I was a Kobayashi fan, man. That kind of hurt me when Joey Chestnut came and snatched the crown from man it? and never what, gave up. What happened with Kobayashi?
4: Wasn't there some controversy with him or some shit?
3: What happened he's to Kobayashi? Just not as good. Is, he He was like the dude that set the world record in the hundred meter, right after you know, right before Jesse Owens ran and set right, and broke right, his right, like, right. He just was a. You know, salute to Kobayashi. I was a Kobayashi fan, too, but Joey Chestnut, I mean, he's a real gobbler, bro. He's a real glizzy gobbler, bro. <laughs>
5: real glizzy gobbler. Real over there. That Joey Chestnut, man. He's a. He's different.
3: Them Jaws is built different, y'all. <laughs> I think that's his Twitter handle, is Joey Jaws. I mean, I mean I, it
5: makes <laughs> sense, because he got him.
3: Yeah, that man knows Ooh, what he's wee. good he knows how to handle the glizzy, bro. Tell you that
5: <laughs> he knows his way, knows his way around the glizzy. What 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 was crazy about Kobe? I remember watching a documentary, and Kobe was fucking ripped. He looked yeah. like an athlete, like right. I mean, abs. I, I mean, he like it was he was like doing weighted dips, like you know we had the fucking weights hanging between your legs, doing dips like a fucking athlete. And you know, Joey Chester comes in here. You know, built like an armoire, You feel me? <laughs> Got the same, you know, makeup as 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 Rick Ross, and cooked, cooked. You know, and is a better athlete in this sport. You feel me? Then the guy that looks like an athlete, crazy. Yeah. Uh, I
4: believe you. No, nah, th- there was some shit with Kobayashi. I'm telling y'all. Man. What
5: happened? You, are you, you that, looking at him? <laughs>
4: I'll read this motherfucker. He has a whole
5: July 2010 controversy <laughs> on his
4: wiki. What did <laughs> he I lie I in the year.
3: He
5: probably, year. probably <laughs> cheated trying to beat Joey Chester, and he still didn't okay. beat him, but go ahead. Lay it
4: on us. Lay it on, on us. On, on June 28, 2010, Kobayashi announced he would not compete in the Nathan's 4th of July hot dog eating competition, reportedly due to the company's insistence that Kobayashi sign an exclusive contract. On July 4th, 2010, Kobayashi was in in attendance watching from the crowd at the Nathan's International Hot Dog Eating Contest, wearing a black t-shirt that read, Free Kobe. (laughs) (laughs) Kobayashi (laughs) mingled with the crowd, standing inside a police barricaded pen. Just under the stage. After the competition ended, the spectators began chanting his name loudly, demanding that they let him eat. (laughs) Accordingly, Kobayashi indulged their wishes by climbing up onto the stage to a thunderous ovation. Although he was initially ushered by security officers up to the stage, one security officer, thought to have been requested by George Shea, have no idea who the fuck that is, arrested him from behind. Okay, I guess George Shea is some Nathan's big wig and Kobayashi began resisting and thrashing his body around as the officials attempted to commandeer him. A struggle ensued, eventually resulting in Kobayashi being thrown against the barricades and tossed into the fences before finally being handcuffed and placed inside a police car. Some witnesses reported that Kobayashi was simply intending to shake the hand of the winner, Joey Chestnut, as a gesture of sportsmanship and goodwill. This has led to analysts to believe that Kobayashi was fully intent on a contract renegotiation and that congratulating Chestnut loosely resembled a peace offering from Kobayashi. Co-host and President uh, Richard Shea stated that Kobayashi tried to jump on stage during the awards ceremony to disrupt it, with the crowd chanting his name and demanding that they let him eat. Kobayashi was apprehended and arrested by the authorities. He was charged with resisting arrest, trespassing, and obstructing government administration, and subsequently was taken to jail, awaiting an appearance in Brooklyn Criminal Court. Kobayashi's interpreter and publicist Maggie James said he had originally gone in hopes to cheer on his fellow competitive eaters. But after arriving at the venue only to hear support from the fans demanding that they let him eat, he was swooped up onto the stage due to the excitement. She said there's a contract dispute. They weren't giving him his freedom. It was unfair. Kobayashi told reporters he had a sandwich and a glass of milk while being held. I am very hungry, he said. I wish there were hot dogs in jail. <laughs> <laughs> On August 5th, oh, all charges like, against Kobayashi were dismissed by a judge what? in Brooklyn. <laughs> Despite his record six there consecutive victories There are hot dogs in jail, brother. In their trust annual me. <laughs> yeah, there are. Nathan's removed Kobayashi's image from their wall of fame in 2011. And after Kobayashi left Nathan's, the hot dog contest lost sponsorship from Old Navy, Heinz Ketchup, Pepto-Bismol,
3: and was down
4: year to year in its Nielsen ratings. With an average of 0.7 households U.S. ratings, it was off a tenth of a point from 2012 when it aired on ESPN. ESPN averaged 1.949 million viewers for 2011's contest, but we're down 41%. To 1.15, 1.15 million.
3: 41%? But you know, yeah. this is the problem with the look at me culture of today's AAU hot dog eating circuit. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no one's in it for the love of the of,
4: of, of, of oh, the, the, dog. the glizzies. Uh, <laughs> Everyone's just look at me. <laughs> man, it's all about Nathan's NIL deals dog. now. Right? <laughs> That's foul. Nathan's was on That's some bullshit. Wanted that man bullshit. to be exclusive, yeah.
5: Free and then they that. then they get him arrested after he gets on stage with, just to, for like satisfying the fans. Like that could have set something up for a real duel the next year. You know what I'm saying? You're you're fucking your bread up now. You're down forty one percent because you you know because you think you're the shit. You, you know what I'm saying? I think Crazy. Joey.
3: I think the the rise of Joey Chestnut since has has brought the the ratings back up on the. Y'all, uh, I've not watched the since the Kobayashi kind of
5: stopped fucking with it.
3: I, honestly, I was one. I was part of that. I don't 41%. watch anything like that on TV anymore, bro. I watch everything like that on Twitter now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I guess. So yeah, Earth, I, I, know, I, yeah, maybe 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 the rise
5: of, of Twitter prevented me from right. getting on and watching Kobe 2010. Yeah, yeah. You know what the I mean? same time, <laughs> Signed on the year before, it might um, might not be a question. Yeah, but
3: I I do th- like so Joey Chestnut did break all of Kobayashi's records, but I this does underst this does make it clear why we never got a like trilogy. You know what I mean? We never got the okay, we we do an eating contest back. in Japan, you know what we mean? do an right. eating contest at Coney Island like, you know. They, they got to put their, they, they got to put this shit aside. I just read the two, the two of them hate each other. Really? Joey Jesno said, I hate him. And Kobayashi said, we don't get along. We're not just rivals. We're enemies. Oh,
5: wow. <laughs> he said, I that did man not know was it was fuck you mean it's, be, it's, it's all be Frank. It's Tyler. All beef. <laughs> <It's> all <beef. laughs>
3: oh shit. Um, okay. Shout out to, uh, glizzy lizzie salgado that was apparently her nickname espn put up but a uh, dead man yeah. underscore part three said on twitter she didn't even win she's not a real gobbler <laughs> She,
0: she, <laughs> she, she gotta get that, that nickname, nickname back yeah. right. you're you not glizzy lizzie you just listen <laughs> <laughs> you ain't
4: a real gobbler dog <laughs>
3: um speaking of a healthier version of of eating as we said it was fourth of july And um, uh, Big Boy uploaded a video on Twitter of him. Explain what he was doing, Tyler. Ooh, that motherfucker. Look, he
4: had the goddamn cedar plank with like three fucking fillets of salmon with the garlic butter and the rosemary and the thyme on it and the motherfucking the, them big ass rock lobster tails. Did you see those motherfuckers in the mm-hmm. back? Them big ass Mesozoic area fucking <laughs> uh, seletho that he had on that motherfucker. <laughs> God damn. That shit looks so delicious. And John, and, and, and I, for, I hit the group chat. I was like, John, I remember yeah. you saying you wanted to throw fish on the grill. I told you get a cedar plank. If yeah, yeah. this doesn't motivate you, I yeah. don't know what will because that shit was
5: art, bro. Oh, we about to tap in, bro. How he dropped off that motherfucking citrus. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? Just to top it off and boop. Hey, beautiful. You be tapping in for sure, man. What? Yeah. Hey, I,
0: I saw planks. Rother.
5: Rother was like, Ooh.
0: What's,
5: what's the uh, cedar plank
4: do? It um it basically keeps the fish solid, right? Because you know fish is mm-hmm. it's 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 tender, it's mushy, it, it'll fucking fall apart. A lot of cuts you can put salmon straight on the grill though, right? Like salmon is one of those those firm pieces of fish, especially if you got the skin on. If you get a good char on the skin, you'll make it crispy and it's delicious too. Um, swordfish steaks you can put them straight on the grill too. But the cedar plank, it it, it if you know for one, it keeps the fish together because you know fish is tender as fuck, and it gives you you know of course the fucking wood you know once once the heat activates the wood you get that smoky flavor in it too on top of the smoke that's coming on top of it so yeah. yeah cedar
3: planks have a shorter way to go with fish this has led me to a proposal i understand the appeal of uh versus when it was going on you know but once you graduate to a certain age we no longer race our friends down the street correct and could we not have a old heads of rap cookout contest? Like I would be so like, I would be so tapped in for big boy versus Warren G who has his own barbecue company. Let me make sure I get the name right. Sniffin Griffin's barbecue. This got like 60 something thousand followers on Instagram. He sells. You tapped gloves. in with He's it? Saying, uh, <sighs> oh, really? Yes. And he, he'll, he, <laughs> he does the same thing. He'll put up videos and you could tell just like big boy, he wasn't just doing it. He was putting on a show. These mm-hmm. are showmen. You know what right, I mean? Right. The way he right. was squeezing the citrus over it. And shit. And Warren G is the same way. How, I, how lie you would be so tapped in for Warren G versus big boy fucking grill off. Wouldn't you?
4: <laughs> I, I would love that shit. I, we need to get like a tournament with like all the old hair rappers. Like I know Bum oh, B yeah. probably a cold motherfucker on that grill. I know David Banner for sure. David Banner had his own pond on his fucking estate where that he catches his own catfish on like mm-hmm. on some Brunel Hill shit. Um, so, yeah, like I would love to see some shit like that. That would be fucking amazing.
3: You need to be the MC of that show. You're the Ryan Seacrest of that world. all right uh that's all the time we got for today uh sh- since we- we've been doing shout outs uh shout out to uh my homie uh coach sing over at long beach poly uh was one of the many people who hit us up about the um <laughs> about the intro song and reminded me that he listens to this though so shout out to sing uh shout out as always to john's mom thanks for listening to us we'll be back no saturday episode and we're not recording on sunday we will be recording uh live in las vegas on monday vegas, we'll let y'all baby. know the schedule you hear me the big time in person excited that next time we podcast i'll see your guys's uh, uh handsome faces in person can't, can't wait. wait we'll, Mark, we'll yeah. see y'all then on can't monday wait. Bye.
0: Bye. bye it's freddie prince jr and jeff died back in the ring wrestling with freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season hey jeff